genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I am your host, Adam Sheehan. I am here today with your usual gang of cohorts, uh, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Mike. Hello. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin it for you. I'll also give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything uh, you may or may not have read. Our top stories today are X-Men number 11 by Jonathan Hickman and Lionel Francis Yu, and Hellions number 3 by Zeb Wells and Steven Segovia. Yeah. So is cohorts an upgrade or a downgrade for us? I, feel I don't like know. I was like, is depends. that even the feels, right word? It, I don't know. Subjective. It feels, yeah, like I'm going to take it as a positive. I just wasn't sure. Um, yeah, At least we're not a horde yet. Yeah. Yeah. Some yet. days we aren't. <laughs> We're more of a cabal, I think. Ooh. Some people, very esoteric. Some people would describe us as a horde, depending on where we're at, you know? The context, yeah. yeah. I think we're a horde of assholes at the shop. I definitely am. Yeah. I'm one of them, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we were getting hype this week. Yeah, we were. All um, of us, though. Uh, speaking, tr- speaking of which, I want to thank and apologize to our listeners because I got many, many people that felt threatened by my oh, subconscious when I, when I talked about my dream of like curb stomping somebody who wasn't wearing a mask. Um, I stand by it because the threat stands, but also, you know, I love so all So you're not listeners. apologizing. Well, you no, know what I'm you not. need? You, you need a mask with the check marks every time it happens. Yeah, that's a, cla- <laughs> yeah, that's a classic sorry, not sorry right there. Yeah, well, I, I came just, so close to cutting that bit out, and I was like, "No, fuck it, this is nah, fine. It, funny." It's mostly just that, like, our listeners—if if if you are one of our, uh, you know, lovely listeners slash like regulars at the shop—if if you're somebody that I know, you're not at risk. You're you're special, and I love you. Uh, <laughs> All you other but people. The threat still stands for anti-maskers everywhere. I don't. I I just don't think I'm friends with any anti-maskers. So. <laughs> you're all everyone I know. All of our listeners How would you are, know are safe. They all have masks on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, they haven't. They haven't complained to my face, and they definitely won't now. At least. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. I would watch a whole YouTube channel of people complaining about masks to Casey's face. I would watch that all day. <laughs> that sounds insufferable. That sounds insufferable for me personally. Yeah, I'm not saying we're gonna make it happen, but if there were recordings don't. of it, I would watch it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I like this friendly heat that I've got going on with uh, Casey's boyfriend. It's he great. actually added me this time around. Oh yeah. shit! Next level. Appar- apparently, I don't like uh, South Jersey because there's too many small birds there that will bully me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I told you, you can't, you can't uh, insult South Jersey without, like, even if you didn't have a feud going before. No, I, like, I, as I was saying it, I was like, this isn't a good thing to say on a thing that people will listen to. Did you just That's make awesome. a whole bunch of birds angry? Well, it's because he's afraid of the other bird. Yeah, he's afraid right, of that yeah. one bird, so and Zach's a... never going to let him down. So let if you're him, confused about down. what we're talking about, go listen to some old episodes. <laughs> I, I, I could name the episode, but God only knows it's been weeks now. Yeah, who knows? Time is meaningless. It could be the yeah. one we just did or 15 ago. I have no idea anymore. <laughs> I feel like we just saw you guys, but it's because we're doing this on a different day. So it's like yeah, my whole like clock we, is fucked up. 
we've been recording on Saturdays and now we're now it's Thursday and we're at this again and I feel like we just did this fucking yesterday. We just figured, you know, we should give Sean and Adam less time to read books. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which is, yeah. That's the one thing that we definitely need is less time to read well, books. Well, you guys procrastinate until Saturday night at 6 p.m. Well, to I'm read sorry your books. I have something called a job and oh. I, you know... <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm at That's why you read at work on, on Saturday night going, Where what are your picks? What are we doing? Guys? I didn't have you know, Saturday's a good day to read comics. Sometimes I, I get a late start, sometimes I don't. You know? It's been well, mostly late recently. <laughs> no time to procrastinate now. It's not procrastinating, it's scheduled. I get it done in time. <laughs> yeah, that's kinda I how I am with to. editing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I could have done it right, you know, like we days before I had to, but I waited until but Tuesday not, night I at had, 10 p.m. I had other on shit, purpose. you know, I got shit to do. I'm a, <laughs> this I'm a, week was I'm a, a weird one because I actually, or I guess last week was a weird one. I had, uh, I had the episode queued up and ready to go at 10:30. Wow, that's usually when I fucking start. Like, <laughs> proud of you. Are you feeling all right? No, you know, must must have been a weird day for you. It's yeah. been a lot. It's been a string of weird days. <laughs> I've I've been having that uh that panic that that keeps. It comes in like two week waves. It's like two weeks on and two weeks off where I think I have COVID, and I get myself so convinced, and then it just goes away. And I'm like, oh, it couldn't have been COVID if it just went away. And then like two <laughs> weeks go by and it starts again. I think that's just called hypochondria. It's just anxiety. Definitely really. hypochondria. <laughs> I have that kind of anxiety where your throat kind of gets starts to get tight and it's like, oh, that's it. I'm going to die. And then that makes it worse. And then, yeah. I will say again, you will fucking know when you have COVID. I promise you. It was well, a bad the thing. Like, I keep, time. I keep going like, I, I'm pretty sure this is it. Pretty, pretty this is sure. This the big one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, it was a, it was a very distinctly bad time. <laughs> but today today was one of those days so yeah as, as someone who hyperventilates and has anxiety also i can tell you you will know out there in, in listener land if you are at all uh questioning whether you have covid just at me i will let you know <laughs> i might just get Casey tested or google time, md <laughs> yeah it can't hurt yeah right like just you know Touch my right. brain. Tell me that I don't have COVID. Mm. Comic books. And make it sexy. Just reach back there and grab my brain. Mm. Just, just tickle the inside of your nostrils. Yeah, oh. just uh, just go in there just long enough to you touch the speech center of my brain. Oh, man. I got, I got my eyes checked today because I wanted to buy new glasses. And he, like, touched my eyeball with, like, the little light. Like, to, oh, like, it, was yeah, like a, it was like a microscope. Yeah, and he's like, it's going to get really close to your eye, but it was like, no, you're like on it, though. Don't touch my <laughs> eyeball with your, with your microscope light, please. Like, Did they do the cornea <laughs> test? That's my worst. That's my, that was my least favorite one of all time. Was that the one that they blow the air into your eyeball? No, yeah, they, didn't, you know they didn't, didn't actually coming. do that. I you know it's hate, coming. I hate that one because when I, when I got the LASIK stuff done, I had to do it like three times before and all of the times I checked up after. I did it like... 10 times in the span of like six months it was Ugh. the fucking worst because it's yeah. terrible every time because it's like they do one and then you do the other one it's like i don't want to open this eye i it doesn't <laughs> what do you do it <laughs> <laughs> i always have to get my pupils dilated for some reason when i oh get checked God, out that's a fun experience and they always dilate my pupils and go like all right well um 
you got about 20 minutes before that really sets in if you want to go walk around and pick out a pair of glasses i'm like dude i can't see anything and i yeah. look like i'm high on mushrooms so like my favorite part is like when you're waiting you're sitting there you're doing that and like if you're just on your phone and all of a sudden you just can't see your phone anymore you just can't read it because your eyes are just fucked <laughs> The guy was trying to convince me to get my eyes dilated, but I did it before work. And I was like, I can't imagine a worse time. I don't know if you would have made it because you would have yeah, like you wouldn't be able to see biking to work. Yeah, I would have had to bike to work. It would have been a and problem. Then talk about comic books and look at a computer screen. I was like, none of this is a good idea. Yeah, All know? with enormous pupils. Like I would if I was just a regular walking into the shop, you're like, uh, I never buy it. I'll you couldn't read later. a computer screen. Like that you couldn't do that. <laughs> like that's the thing it fucks your like your that vision up like you wouldn't be able to you'd be like yeah this is it's on that's that's all i got for you it's a bright light in front of me <laughs> do you have that's this book I, I don't know can you type on this thing and figure it out because i can't see anything and i'm I enough have... of a social moron where i can't just sit and stare at the ground in public so all i right. would just be looking at my phone even though i know i can't see and then the doctors <laughs> look like you know you can't see that right it's like no i'm just scrolling facebook just killing time here <laughs> Just pretending that I can. The, uh, oh what, man, what? the 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 social awkwardness. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, the one yeah. I did it. I was I would had to sit there and I couldn't see the TV either. But it was always the uh, Joanna Gaines like uh, house flip show, and I just listened to like three seasons of that because I was at that <laughs> place all the time. <laughs> I was like, cool. Someone's maybe buying a house. I can't tell if it's nice or not. <laughs> How will I ever judge them if I can't see how atrocious or gorgeous this house is? I'm sure there's shiplap, because I heard that word a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well... Anyway, comics. What are we talking about this week, Comic books. Who's got them? Jesus Christ. Who had a good week? I feel like RJ wants to talk about comics. Yeah, RJ has been harassing us to talk about Justice Justice League uh, Dark. It's your time to shine, RJ. Wasn't going to do that one first. Too bad. You're doing it. We really want to know about Justice League Dark because you you made us want to read it so bad. I read it. I did my homework. I accepted the TikTok read Justice Dark number 25 challenge. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. But then again, when do I ever? Yeah. I read like half of it. So we're we're all all different levels of committed. When you steal my pick. (laughs) Well. Well, that's the thing. I gave you more room to talk about uh, Justice League Dark. You're welcome. More? I don't know how that works. <laughs> it oh, doesn't. God. It's fine. All right. Uh, well, so I have uh, <laughs> Justice League Dark 25 by uh, Ram V and uh, Amin K. Nawalpan. Um, Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so it it starts with um, a flashback of Zatanna, and um, she's talking to her dad. I've learned so much about magic over these years, Father. None of it is entirely true. None of it is entirely false. Such is the nature of it. It lives in the place between certain these, in the place where you can't possibly know, but where you may yet believe. But there's one thing about magic I will always hold to be inevitable. Do you remember, Father? Um, and it's this flashback of her, her like pet bunny died and um she's trying to bring it back to life with a spell and her dad stops her and uh he uh does that he does another spell that uh kind of takes the the backlash from bringing uh using that 
like back to life spell and puts the the pain on the him because um the the lesson is magic always has a cost so i've learned that from this show extensively and if oh. i've learned anything from pet yeah. cemetery it's you don't use magic to bring your pets back yeah it never works out for anybody now um yeah so then it it cuts to current time and uh they're um Zatanna and Wonder Woman are in the, the other place um and they see her father that's on fire and uh he kind of like starts bending over backwards and uh it's the upside down man and he kind of explodes his face a little bit and he's like you wouldn't deprive me of this would you I've waited so long to face her here so Zatanna's like let him let him go I'm the one you want and he's like no so he like discards Zatanna like just like has her like fade away and um Wonder Woman starts fighting him yeah, like, this dude's creepy as fuck he just looks super yeah creepy. you were mocking upside down man last time RJ talked about this and well, he's creepy as fuck I didn't realize <laughs> that he was just like a head with teeth <laughs> yeah he looks like a worm, but like, but a person, and it's fucking creepy. <laughs> Doesn't even have eyes. It's like, what the fuck? He looks like an actual version of like that smiley monster from the dumb movie, but like way more interesting. Wait, what smiley monster? Yeah, what, what movie? Smiley. He's like, he's got a smile, smiley face. Oh. And he's like fleshed over. Nope, oh. no idea what you're talking about. Don't ever use that phrase. <laughs> fleshed over it's not, it's not great that's not for me <laughs> I mean the movie isn't for anyone so that's fair I thought the action that popped up says I did ex- you know, I did read this uh, the action in this was got pretty cool once Satana started magic some shit up yeah so she uh, magic some shit he's like what? he's like you know you can't really bargain your way out of this because there's uh, you know there's nothing that I can't easily take, and she's like, I have washed over this world longer than you have coveted it, and then throws a throws a knife at him, and um, he reposts with like a, a face blast, which I guess I mean you know, if you're just a, if you're just like a face, that's, yeah, that's it's the only place he could shoot like shit out of, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, so he has like this giant energy beam that comes out of his mouth, um, Straight, and then Zatanna yeah. reappears to. Uh, do like a shield spell, and uh, she goes pew pew, and there's uh, finger guns and she, just like well, wrecks She doesn't them. say she doesn't say pew pew. She says whip whip. She says well, wop wop. It, you know, it is pew pew. Channeling her it's Cardi just her B. magic. <laughs> no. I just like that it that it shows up as wep wep. Mm-hmm. I know, but wep. Wop, I didn't want to say wep because wep sounds dumb. <laughs> sure does. Yeah, pew pew isn't isn't exactly uh, what I would call a cool thing to do either. Web is a weird word. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that he uh, notices that Zatanna's magic is like way more powerful here, and then uh, it cuts to uh, Man Bat and Swamp Thing. Who is doing tests on Swamp Thing? <laughs> or Man Bat's doing like tests to figure out what the hell is going on with Swamp Thing. I can't not laugh and at Man Bat. I love it's, Man Bat. It's yeah. like it's it's ah, oh, it's so. I'm just dumb. glad he's like a hero, and it's like a really like a 
nice pivot turn for his character. Yeah, it's nice that he's been like fully redeemed and he's just a good guy now. That's nice. And uh, so Swamp Thing has him working on a device to synthesize, uh, accelerates and replicates the process observed in your tissue because he has a uh, abnormally high levels of cellular mitosis, uh, like plant, animal, and fungal tissue. Uh, I don't know. I guess he's just kind of going overload. So he's animal, mineral, vegetable man. Now? Just gonna say that. <laughs> well, he's he's every he's every plant thing. Yeah, he's plants. He's a he's plant. Yeah. Man. he's a plant man. Come on. <laughs> he's a big green guy, but not like Marvel's plant man. No, different. Yeah, Samuel this is Smithers. different plant man. Yeah, he's not Kotati. But he's not. He's not no, plant man. a man thing either, though, right? Mm, or a boy thing. <laughs> A boy thing, for that matter. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so Swamp Thing's like, you need to get this thing ready, and then um, everyone else uh, is getting into position for the, the final fight. And um, he's like, where are you going to go? So he does this thing where he's like talking about how the green isn't just a place on earth it's like a concept of just you know life in general so he spreads his vines through like gross like inner like magic space through through reality yeah Yeah, pretty much and then um it cuts back to zatanna and wonder woman they're like having a tough time and they, they they're like we need a plan and um he's like there's nothing you can do to beat me you know um gives he's typical uh, hubris, and then um, <laughs> typical bad guy speech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the panels start dissolving. It's That's so such a cool. cool. Yeah, that that layout is incredible. Where it kind of looks like a mirror, like shattering, but yeah. like with the panels. Oh, it's and so good. So he doesn't. So the upside down man doesn't even know what's going on. He's like, "What? What is this?" And then um, vines start growing through the panels, and then it's like. He gets caught up in vines, and these two huge hands hover over him, and then with like red eyes in the background, and then it cuts to Swamp Thing, uh, like a giant Swamp Thing, just clapping his hands just, over just him, just cocooning him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's so cool. Uh, it's yeah, really cool. RJ described this in the group chat as going full anime, and yeah. uh, that's just, true. It's just That's, a big anime fight. And yeah, it's awesome. it really is. Holy shit! Upside Down Man and Zatanna had their DBZ fight, and this is just—I don't even know what this is. This is this is uh, no. This is uh, one thing's final form. It's oh. like Hunter, Hunter X Hunter. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> and then the the last thing to happen is it cuts to Bobo, uh, who is getting recruitment and finding Constantine, and he enters, uh the bar and Constantine is upside down and everything is floating uh, and there's stools and tarot cards everywhere. So maybe we'll see Madame Xanadu. That would be cool. I feel like Constantine is in like every, I feel like I see him popping up all over the place or I'm hearing about him all the time. Uh, Well, yeah. uh, Perfect transition into my book. Oh. Because I got a Constantine for you. Uh you also uh, there's gonna be Constantine next week. Yeah, uh, there's a, there's a Constantine next week as well, and oh. there's a Constantine this week. Uh, wow. It's uh, 
John Constantine Hellblazer number nine by Simon Spurrier and Matthias Bergara. Uh, super good. Uh, like this whole series has been fantastic. But uh, more mermaid meat stories, huh? Uh, more about mermaid meat. This one is not about mermaid no. meat. It's about unicorns. Unicorn meat. Got it. Yeah. Uh, unicorn so, semen. <laughs> unicorn semen. It's, that's actually what it's about. So it, it's even better. <laughs> starts out with him in his his like local pub, um, like with the the like. Uh, bouncer that he was hitting on in like the very first issue mm-hmm. who like he's now like a, just a staple of this bar and he's uh meeting with a reporter from some salacious tabloid i'm assuming it's the sun they don't say it's the sun that's just the way that i read it and um he's talking about the uh li- like the, the the way in which uh <laughs> basically he's talking about in in the past tense this this uh Series of events. These are series of occurrences that happen. Basically, the entire royal family is obsessed with their racehorses, with their ponies. And the prince is, uh, is saddling up at the, uh, at the races with this, this, this really strange guy who seems to be the guy who is causing all of these like, different like, like xenophobic like, magical hate crimes throughout um, England that have been happening in all these issues. Mm-hmm. And basically, this this stranger offers him a a way to make Mummy Dearest proud because their their horses have been losing lately, and uh, he <laughs> offers him a vial of of semen of of of, of stallion semen. As one does, but it's very special semen. So he kind of whispers in his ear what it, what it is, and then the the prince is like, "No way, that's not true." Like, good one, and he's like, "No, it is. You should try." You know, it'll it'll think of think of the the good press you'll get. Crack a cold you know? open one with the boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so he he sires uh, one of their best mares or whatever with with this the stallion and um, basically they at that point they bring in Constantine as a consultant to the pregnant mare and. Uh, He's he's basically watching, you know, like the prince roll up with like quote unquote barely legal girls in his like uh um limousines and, and is just kind of like very wary of the whole situation. And he sees the the like um oh what's it called ultrasound of of the pregnant mare and he's like, Oh yeah, that's a bad idea. You should just you should terminate this immediately. And they he's like, What are you talking about? This is gonna make all make all the money in the world. Um so they <laughs> Uh, he he, you know, goes back with a bunch of other. Uh, he, you know, he he meets up with his unicorn. Uh, um, dealer, dealer, y- unicorn, unicorn expert. Dealer, <laughs> unicorn. Like, yeah, everyone knows that this is bullshit. They're just narwhal tusks, but she's selling quote unquote unicorn horns. And mm. you know, he meets up with his like yoga magic buddy, who's just like all like super. Um, uh, what you call it? Like he's he's like the super like positive yoga guy from a couple issues ago. Oh, and, yep. yeah, and he's the one who's like basically like, oh yeah, no, they're all they're they're just symbolism. Like unicorns are just symbolisms for for purity. Um, so like, isn't it beautiful? And he's just going on and on about how amazing it is. And Constantine's like, yeah, 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 sure, yeah, I gotta go. Like, leave me alone. So finally, he gets a call and he's like, it's happening. You have to come here immediately. And he, he gets there and he's like. Um, you should put it out of its misery right now. And they're like, what? Like, we can't do that. It's about to be born. He's like, yeah, but uh, it's an unnatural being. Uh, it, there's no reason for that horn to exist except, and then right as he's saying it, 
it oh, tears itself out of the womb. No. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, like some reptiles have a horn to escape the shell of the egg. It's it's fight or flight. It's trying to escape. And then because it is a being of sheer purity, it destroys every stallion in the stable because wow. they're all products of greed and and uh like in inbred um royal family and and uh they're all just a product of this like horrible chain of of uh hypocrisy and greed and and uh, uh i can't think of the word um gambling and you know like they're all just evil so basically this and it's a it's a horribly mutated monster also like it's not a unicorn in the sense of what you would think a unicorn is like they don't even show it in full frame because it's like grotesque and uh cool, cool. constantine like gross takes, cronenberg monster yeah it's a cronenberg monster for sure <laughs> so constantine you know takes the horn and is just like i'm sorry bud like you weren't meant for this world and puts it out of its misery and uh basically you know tells the 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 he beats the crap out of the prince and and uh oh no i i missed the most important part so in order to calm the thing the only way to calm it was with more purity. So he takes the barely legal virgin out of the out of the um, the limousine, and he's like, "She needs to calm it down." So the only thing that could get it under control was was the the virgin, mm. um, and then he puts it out of its misery. Most that's important. A, that's nice of him. That is yeah, deeply exactly. And upsetting. he rescues the girl. <laughs> <laughs> and he rescues her in the process, obviously. And then he beats the crap out of the prince for you know nearly raping a. a 17 year old um <laughs> well so then yeah so then by the end you realize that uh the tabloid reporter quote-unquote was trying to poison constantine and he's like he pours out his shot that he would have taken and he's like oh yeah i know the queen mum has her ways uh but you ain't you ain't it bud <laughs> you ain't it fam and basically has the uh, the bouncer chick just beat the crap out of this quote-unquote reporter who was trying to murder him <laughs> nice uh yeah, so it's it's the framing of the story is really cool because uh, it's all kind of told in that like past tense of you know he's like I know you were here to kill me I was just kind of fucking with you in the meantime telling you the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was it's another fantastic installment in this book that should still be going on longer than it is, but uh, but it was canceled because DC doesn't know what the fuck they have and uh, yeah. Well, reading of uh, creators are really yep. advocating. For them people to buy the trades, that could be a way to keep the series alive. If you yeah, like buy the, buy the trades, email DC, mm-hmm. email you know like write in letters uh, at DC, you know like tag them on Twitter, yeah. complaining and screaming and demanding more because uh, that creative team, Sizeburyer, um, uh, Bargera, and um, Aaron Campbell have all just been busting their ass on that series, and they deserve and they're going uh, to, to for write it. it as long as they want to. You yeah. know, they're, they're I'm going to send them unicorn semen. Mm, <laughs> that, that would help. Unicorn semen, uh, you know, mermaid uh, fillets. Mermaid, mermaid yeah. fillets to coerce their uh, their bosses to bring it back. If you happen to have any uh, human entrails lying around, maybe divinate, uh, you know, their, their future <laughs> with with them. Oh, yeah, or- my spare human entrails. <laughs> Oh, I have to pick. Oh, damn it! I just ran out of intestines. I have to go to. The you know, store. I just threw them out. I I've been meaning to get more. Uh. <laughs> oh, so yuck! <laughs> yuck! <laughs> yuck. <laughs> all right, well. gotta do what you gotta do to keep the you know keep the book alive. Magic has a price, as we all know. You know? Yeah, I feel like magic. Yeah, is a, it does. Magic's <laughs> a big theme uh, this week. 
because it is my book. One of my books had magic in it too. Oh yeah, do you want to do it? The good transition. See, uh, Sean, let's talk about your right now. So <laughs> Daredevil Annual. What the fuck? I thought it was gonna be the other magic book. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. They're both. Uh, both of mine have magic. It's fine. Both of yours have magic. This one is Continue. a little bit more about changing things. Yeah. Uh, it's a Daredevil Annual One More Day by Chip Sadarsky and Manuel Garcia. Uh, Casey, you're going to have to, I think RJ tried to fill me in, but where did, so this whole thing is about Matt Murdock's brother, Mike Murdock, who's twin brother. Yeah. Who so, started as an alter ego, but yep. then someone made him real. Uh, in the Charles Soleil run. There it is. They, they magicked him into reality. Do we know who basically. did that? Um, I forget. Okay. I I was on and off on the Soleil run because it wasn't as good. Um, I didn't read much of it. I don't, don't want to. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I fell malign off of it. Charles Soleil, but it wasn't as good as the Chip Zdarsky run, so I was behind on it by the time Zdarsky's came out, and then I never caught up. Um, but I do know that that is where that happened. Um, okay. Yeah. So he got he got magicked into. It was like an inhuman character. I forget. Okay. Um, who did it? But basically, uh. He got magicked into reality, but was only like a shell of a human. Yeah. Like he was like the idea of reality, not so he knew he was fake, and he knew that like the idea, the 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 memories, quote unquote, in his head were not really there. Um, mm-hmm. So continue with yeah. the plot. So it opens up really with seemingly Matt Murdock getting run down by a car and then like distracting police officers and then it's like oh yeah i didn't see you you're not gonna see that guy with the red hood robbing you and turn around and he's working with the red hood and we we learn to find out that this is indeed mike murdoch and not matthew murdoch then they have a conversation about you know they're just kind of con men and he's like got spotty memory as casey was talking about he he has some memories but there's a lot of patches because he's not a real person he's literally made up so, but he's like, I'm going to, I got to make, I got to make myself whole basically is his whole thing. And he sees that the red hood has a Norn stone, which can alter reality. Um, and this, this guy's a crafty little devil. Um, <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. Right. Red hood makes him turn around and he's opening a safe that he keeps it in, but he keeps his phone out and records it. So he gets the combination of the safe. So he's able to steal the Norn stone. Then he gets this old, old ass book from black cat. Um, and decides to uh, do some magic with this Nornstone. <laughs> and essentially what he does is he turns the idea of Mike Murdoch into reality. So now he is actually Matt Murdoch's twin brother and he is inserted into the Daredevil canon and you kind of get, you see his involvement in the greatest hits and, and origins of Daredevil. Like, so it starts off with his dad um, trying to get their mother who's in the uh oh my god not the coven those are witches um convent convent thank you <laughs> the opposite that's, of that that's how much we talk about here witch and nun yeah exactly that's how much we talk about witches that's the one that came to me first <laughs> uh then my I, job is done here yeah and then yeah you know, like i said it just slowly goes through his life and you kind of see like it's you know you know, he gets in fights at school because he's sticking up for his little brother, you know, his brother Matt. And then you see his side of Matt getting in the accident and like he's like 
he's very similar like he's he's the twin brother and he really came out of matt murdoch so he has a very similar mentality if you're familiar with their he's the brawler version he's like all of the brawler that like you, that Matt, Matt Murdock, has that he's yeah. trying to keep down and he just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He, he's none of the brains and all of the brawn of Matt Murdock. Yeah. he And he seems to be kind of smart, but like, you know, he's in the hospital, but he's, you know, he, this reality he's created, he sees their mom visit. So now he knows that whatever his dad told him wasn't true. Is it now his the dad mom? told him that she was dead. Yeah. So yeah. she knows that's not true. And then as he's getting older and older, he's getting in trouble with some mob people. Um, and his dad has to rescue him. And then that's kind of, they get in a big tiff when he's basically like, well, don't, you can't tell me what to do, dad. Uh, you throw fights for the mob, you big jerk. Um, <laughs> and then eventually towards the end now, we get to the point where, you know, it kind of snaps back to the present. So again, we're going through the greatest hits you're seeing. And it's not like affecting Daredevil, but now this person has memories of this entire life that didn't exist. He just made this whole thing. Obviously Daredevil knows who he is. It's fine. So he goes back and they kind of confront each other. He's like, what are you still like? You got to go like, you know, Owlsley and all these people are after you. Like, we just got to be careful. And he's like, don't tell me what to do, man. Very classic, stupid, big brother bullshit. Yep. Well, not big brother because they're twins, well, twins, but yes. You know what I mean. <laughs> I feel like he's a big brother because, again, he literally Same came out of brother. his brain. Same size brother. <laughs> Equal yeah. brother. <laughs> his regular <laughs> size brother. <laughs> so kind of the big twist here now is you find out he is working with Owsley's son. And now mm-hmm. that's... Exactly. And now that Owsley got arrested <laughs> and all this shit, now they have the keys to potentially, with the help of Kingpin, uh, start a criminal enterprise. So, a whole lot of shit. Based, Matt Murdock's twin brother may now be like on his way to trying to become a king, become Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. and then now you have wow. Daredevil going to jail. Um, yep. and Owls, and then you have Owsley's son kind of taking over and is in league with Kingpin instead of being like kind of off on his own enterprise. Like, well, especially because Owsley and Kingpin are not like they're at odds right now. So well, Owsley got, if you, he got arrested after the big yeah. brawl, so he's gone now. Yeah. Um, yeah, he defied Kingpin big time. That was like a big part of this run so far. Mm-hmm. Um, this is cool. Like, I, I, <laughs> I yes ended. I was like, all right, cool. There's a Mike Murdoch. I don't need, I'm going to, I'll just figure it, the, I'll figure it out later. But it was a cool story to kind of see how they crafted the story of this guy. Like if he did out of a brother, like how would he react? Like on the outside, looking in all these accidents and things like that. I also love that for that entire like flashback sequence, mm-hmm. um, are you sure there wasn't two artists or did the artist change? There is a, art there's style? a flashback artist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause the art, the, oh, whoever right. they got, Who's the artist for the flashbacks? Let me, let me go to the beginning. Uh, Chris Mo- Mooneyham? Mooneyham, yeah, okay. His did. art style definitely like mimics the way he does faces, especially, is very um, like Frank Miller from time to time. You get yeah. these little flashes of kind of this Frank Miller like aesthetic. So there's, and, a, there's a bit of J.R. Jr. in there, too. There is, too. Mm-hmm. There's also J.R. J.R. Um, yeah, it's I I this book is incredible. It it changes everything. It's uh the entire like continuity is is retconned. Like it's very but in like a very clever and like yeah, it's of course it's like comic book logic logic of like reality altering, which you don't see too much in Daredevil. Um Yeah, because one of the in the flashbacks, one of the kids that they grew up with is Owsley's son. 
Yep. So like they've created this, oh, they're lifelong friends, even though you've been living for three days. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, and so like, like it's I imagine Matt weird. in prison is going to like confide in his brother and like, yeah, I thought that was a nice thing because like he Daredevil shows up and talks to Mike and he's like, oh, you didn't get you didn't hire my brother to be your lawyer. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, the cover like, of this is brilliant. It uh, I love this cover. Which one? Because there was there was a really good like the main cover with the uh, the battle and Jack uh like hood on was great and then there's the Declan Chalvey variant uh where it's Daredevil jumping through the cityscape and like Bullseye's really tiny in the background and Foggy's really tiny in the foreground. That's the one. That's it's That's yeah cool. it's Declan Chalvey front of the show he's one. our friend front of the shop he's uh he's awesome. That's why we got more of that cover than the other one. The other cover's great too. Um, yeah, I, th- this popped up on my Twitter feed. Um, like a few weeks ago where it was one of those process gifts of like oh, the cool. pencils, inks and colors and man, uh, the color really pops. Yeah. I actually didn't realize bullseye was in the cover until I saw the process. Yeah. He's up shots. on the roof. It looks like, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, you don't see him until the, until like the color. It's like yeah, when you just see really the inks, cool. it's like, Oh, that's a really cool background. And then the color is like, Oh my God, there's bullseye. <laughs> that's an awesome cover. Yeah. It was a great comic. Chip Zdarsky's yeah. fucking killing it. Yeah, I'm, you know, we talk about it like I love, you know, I love Daredevil. Like I feel like it, I feel bad, but like the only run I really fell off off uh was the one right before this the Sule run, but other than that like he's right there with some of the big ones over the last 10-15 years. Oh, totally. Opinion. I also love that Mike Murdoch was a was a persona that he used to just like pretend that he could see when he needed right. to like just be, be a, a person yeah. that had eyesight. He was just like, "I'm Mike this time." You know, and it was just like this this kind of Dos Ex Machina plot device that he used from time to time. His matches um, Malone. Yeah, and then and then to like d- to turn that into a real a, a real character now. A real character, but also like yeah, to to retcon it with such a throwaway plot device is is brilliant. Yeah, it's interesting to see if it's, it's going to have long standing implications or anything like that. So it'll be interesting. I'm sure it will, unless he gets magicked out of existence too. What if possible? people start thinking that he's Daredevil again and he just has him beat himself up? He's just like, put on my suit, beat me up. <laughs> yeah, he just uses his brother to beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, see, I'm not Daredevil. I just got beaten up by Daredevil. Yeah, if I was yeah, Daredevil, would Daredevil just beat me up? Would Daredevil do this? <laughs> that was actually the last time Daredevil? Daredevil got arrested. It was um, to prove, like when Matt Murdock uh-huh. was in prison, he got Iron Fist to dress yep. up as Daredevil to be like, see, I'm not Daredevil. Well, Look yeah. at him. Look at him go like Daredevil over there. He's been out there this whole time. I can't be Look Daredevil. Daredevil over there. It's not like they could just have more costumes anywhere else. No, no world. one ever thinks right. like, what if it's another guy? Like that, <laughs> that thought never crosses their mind. Yeah. yeah, unless you change the costume, they're just especially the there was guy. a minute where um, T'Challa was bl- was Daredevil, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, he's black now. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, you, you would. Oh, I guess you could. Yeah. All right. I forgot the mouth. <laughs> the mouth part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's black now. <laughs> it's, there's no way it could be different people. That's <laughs> awesome. That Daredevil no. is just an initiative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the Daredevil core, like the Carol core. Yeah, the Carol. That'd be awesome. The Daredevils. Just the Daredevils. That's what it is. They're just like a circus group. Don't say it too loud. Someone's gonna. Someone at Marvel's gonna hear you, and it's gonna be the next event. Oh uh-huh. God. <laughs> then they. Then they're all gonna get shot and leave behind one kid. Yeah. Being raised by an owl. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god. But yeah, great book. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's an interesting one. I, I, I clearly they have uh, some ideas with what you know ties very much into the whole arc that he's been doing. So he's got. I think he's got some big plans for Mister. Usually Mike annuals don't have this much like effect. Yeah. And this is like if you wow. didn't read this, you messed up. Like maybe now. <laughs> yeah, recently, to. right? Yeah, mostly. I feel like a lot recently they've just been. I guess except for maybe TMNT, it's just like here's a story that may have happened at some point. I mean, Marvel specifically uses yeah. annuals as a throwaway device of like here's a one shot that you could or could not read, and it doesn't matter. See, I love one shots though. Like, yeah, um, me too. I especially love comics where, like, there there is an overarching continuity, but they're essentially one shots. Like when Darwin Cook was doing the Spirit. Oh, do you mean John Constantine Hellblazer? There's that's that exactly too. what that book is too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, that that entire Darwin Cook run of the Spirit was so good, so good. Oh yeah. Now I'm bummed out because. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Darwin. Ugh. We love you. But anyway, uh, speaking of mutant turtles, <laughs> uh, X Factor number two. <laughs> nice. Was really good. Nice. Well, there it is. Mutants in there. Love the misdirect. <laughs> I almost Some... I almost shouted out Cable Three again. That would have been pretty funny. <laughs> Someone needs to explain uh, X Factor to me. Oh yeah, because you just started reading X Men like mm-hmm. a year ago, right? This was a big yes and for me. What? I don't. <laughs> Books happen. <laughs> so what happened, Adam? So and who did it? Uh... And who who told us what happened? So this is uh this is Leah Williams and David Baldian. Again, one of those creative teams that is just so great. Yeah, we tend to follow them a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But uh we we wind up in Mojo World in this issue, which is why I immediately jumped on it, because I was like, fuck yeah, fucking Mojo World. Yeah. Fucking Mojo World. Um The fuck is Mojo World? The fuck is Mojo World? <laughs> yeah. That's a really tough question. <laughs> like that's a legitimately it's, hard it's question. Such an, it's such an odd. Like obviously it's Mojo World. Everyone knows what Mojo World is, and then be like, oh shit. And then you stop for a second. You're like, like, man, how do I even break this it's down? A, it's the world where ratings are everything. It's like TV Land. Okay, but got what's, it. What's real what's world, fun real about Mojo World now? So like Mojo World, uh, it, like when. When he was the the character was first introduced, which I'm guessing is the 90s at this point. Was, no, yeah, I think it was 90s. Long shot. Oh, oh. Long shot oh yeah, one. you're right. Yeah. So it was like he he's this weird fucking being that lives in this like TV world where like ratings are currency. But what it is, what it's become is it's like this YouTube world where yeah, like, it's like Twitter and YouTube yeah, now like are a, relevant, almost like a Twitch world. Like it, Very, it was yeah. all about like the streams and stuff, and I um there was just a lot going on. I was just like I was trying to keep up with like the actual X Factor story, and then they were just talk. It felt like every time so, they talked about Mojoverse, I was like, this is another language that I so do not understand. It's well, you also world... don't understand like Twitter and and like the it's internet well so enough old. to know. So it's this world where um Mojo is in control of everything. He's like the 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 uh the dictator, and um he engineers plots to get ratings so he gotcha. likes the x-men a lot because they're always so 
drama popular. filled. They're either, you know, love stories or action or what have you. Mm-hmm. So he creates these things. There's other there's he has this guy named um Arise who is obsessed with creating slaves for like ratings and he made Longshot. Um and then he made uh then there's like Shatterstar who was built to be a gladiator and he has like, you know, constant death battles going. And then there were the X-Babies, which were, like, baby versions of the X-Men that Dazzler left to go, like, they, like, she left to go marry Longshot and, like, live as a warrior in Mojoverse. And there's Spiral, who was Longshot's girlfriend, who was a stunt devil and got sucked into the Mojoverse and then augmented by Mojo, who, and then she runs an augmentation shop called the Body Shop that, like, turns people into, um, like, cyborgs and stuff, and she's the reason why, uh, she's part of the reason why Betsy was in Quanin's body for so long. And just, like, all of this shit of, like, machinations of, like, uh, you know, engineering, um, people for ratings and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what Mojo World is. Nice. (laughs) Okay. Honestly, that is... That sounded long-winded, but that is very succinct. Yeah, I That's mean... A, that is far more succinct than I could have ever put it. <laughs> there, was yeah. a, there was a part where, like, Betsy had uh, eyes that Mojo gave her that were, like, television eyes, and he was using them to spy on the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, That's he's just Mojoverse. a TV producer, but, like, in a weird <laughs> right. TV reality. Got it. And he's a big, fat, weird blob. Yeah, a, but now he now he's more of a content creator. He's like he's like a like a CEO of YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or he's like the head of a podcast network. <laughs> I like that. Um, keeping all us keeping I us mean... monkeys in line. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, Aurora's back. Now that she's alive again, so she's like getting used to being alive again, which is cool. And she uh comes to visit the uh this new headquarters boneyard. for X Factor. The Boneyard. The Boneyard. But there's this package for them that's like a case. And it's got something in it that we don't see, but it's covered in blood. And, and we kind of see like a hooded figure like drop it off. Yeah. yeah. And uh Amazing baby immediately wants to eat it, <laughs> which is pretty gross. Mm. But they find like a pair of ballet slippers in it that have all of these like sponsor ads all over them, and they run it through. Um, I guess Prodigy made an interdimensional search engine, which is pretty because pretty of dope. course he did. That's pretty dope. Which I wish I had because that's yeah. that's that's cool for the porn alone. <laughs> yeah. F- seriously. <laughs> I just kept thinking of porn on Mojo World and I don't want it. Yeah, no thanks. I do. I nobody want nobody wants it. Is it only Mojo themed porn? <laughs> no. Just blob it's porn. It's probably like Money Shot where it's just insane. Yeah, it's just yeah. a little bit of everything for the it's all for the ratings. That's right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But he, he runs he runs these symbols through his interdimensional search engine and he finds out that they're from Mojo World. So and then like, everyone oh, gets great. like really excited about it. <laughs> like they're all super excited like fuck yeah we're going to mojo world <gasps> and i was like cool 
Not sure what this is yet. <laughs> this is a hell of a way to learn about Mojo World. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It so, was a lot. So that Rachel goes to Aurora and she's like, hey, since you're not coming to Mojo World with us, could you just watch Amazing Baby while we're gone? <laughs> she's like, uh, yes. And he's got like blood all over his mouth because yeah. he was just eating whatever the hell was in that box. So basically, they've... The long and short of it is we find out that there was a murder, a mutant murder on Mojo World. Mm-hmm. So they have to go confirm who it was so they can have and the five bring happened. them back. Oh, yeah. also, I also love that. Oh, what are you saying? Uh, also, Lorna, I think it's Lorna. She's like, we need, we need costume or we need outfits. And they just yeah. like immediately get the concept designs from the, from like what all the teases and stuff that we've seen. Yeah, like we knew they were we were gonna get them, but I wasn't expecting it to be like this. Like, oh, we just we need cost. It's like, all right. Yeah, like we're never gonna get sponsored if we don't have uh like cool like co- yeah. logo costumes, and then they just show up in them. It's fucking. Great. I like how I, also- I like how uh, Polaris has like this weird like crown floating around her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great. I love it. I like how this whole's going down. Like they're like so they're trying to get into Mojoverse and. Dakin's just being a dumb. He's just being him. He's like, should I show yeah. my whole tattoo? And just like, oh pulling. well, but yeah, like, that we'll get to that. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They have to like audition <laughs> to get like. So uh, to to backtrack, they they got in order to get there. Were in order to to figure out who was mm-hmm. killed. They had to sign up for a Mojoverse subscription, <laughs> and then yeah, cable subscription, yeah, and sign up for like this weird cable channel that's just like I guess a deathmatch channel. Yeah, headshot TV app Which live is stream, and then and they like, they weren't able to, like they didn't have that information even though they were promised it, so they had to go to Mojo World anyway. So the whole time they're there, Aurora's at home watching it. This is great on yep. headshot TV. So they have these like little auditions where like there's a a chat bar along the side, and. uh Dakin just stands up and he's just like, I'll just whip out my dick, I guess. And they're like, nope, nope, shut it down. And just, yeah, he, got, he got downvoted for being too horny. Uh, <laughs> and I love that everyone loved... Um, iBoy? iBoy, yeah. yeah. That's exactly how the internet reacted yeah. to iBoy being an X-Factor. Because he's a treasure. Like, we love him! <laughs> I like the, the, the one in the, in the chat along the, the side is just a whole bunch of like look-eye emojis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. Oh my god! So they so they sent they send Dakin back, who's just like who tells Northstar is like, well, I guess I'll just have to go hang out with your hot sister <laughs> while she's watching on TV, and she's like, wait, I'm hot. <laughs> Dakin thinks I'm hot, yeah. oh, okay. which is hilarious. Uh, I thought that was a fun dynamic since she's trying to get acclimated, so she doesn't want to like do a whole lot, but she's just she's still able to watch all of this yeah, she, nonsense I love when on she's TV. Like, she's like, guys, I'm like two hours old. Can you like calm down yeah. and stop yelling at me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. my God. That's what this we is, I, I love. I love the, the headshot TV concept. Cause it's, it, it's like Mojo world border patrol. Like, <laughs> They get to like be the the active like ice to figure out if people should be <laughs> right. let into Mojo World or not. Like, holy shit! I thought there's after they that I thought the action that came up in this was pretty cool too. Yeah, so like Mojo shows up and he's fucking gross. We get like a whole I, splash page. I love mm-hmm. how he's like, "You're not the the real X Men, or like you know, not the main X Men, just store brand <laughs> X Men." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're Kirkland brand X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Take what he can get. 
<laughs> but yeah, but he's like he's he's happy to have them around because they're ratings. They're like guaranteed mm-hmm. fucking ratings. Because yeah, like at at first they're like, well, you can't go on this show unless you're sponsored. And Mojo just shows up. He's like, well, I'll sponsor them, and I'm Mojo, and I get to do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they immediately just like Rachel and Northstar just hold them hostage. They're like, fuck you, tell us where. Flip <laughs> them upside down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they hold him by his weird little robot legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Rachel like just destroys. He's like, my army will kill you. And then like with a flick of her wrist, Rachel just destroys them. I was like, uh, probably not. <laughs> like, okay, fine, yeah. Yeah, but he calls them you bargain bin public access after school special uglies. <laughs> Damn, that is incredibly specific. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then we get this weird like top five Mojoverse live stream thing that I I kind of had a hard time following along with. Well, the first one's got to be Shatterstar. Well, yeah, maybe. it's definitely it's hinting it's hinting the at Shatterstar. Second one for is sure. definitely Spiral because she's got six arms, and then one of them looks like Wario. <laughs> <laughs> one of them just says M A, and the other one's like a little robot guy. Like he kind of looks like like if a Punisher skull was chibi, and he's got like his arms crossed. <laughs> straight jacket, yeah. it's in a straight jacket. So a straight jacket, yeah. Okay, is that is that uh, Death's? Death's head, maybe? I don't know. Well, I mean, that would be that would be very weird. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's Mojo World. Anything goes. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I guess these are gonna. We'll probably meet all these people soon. But I'm sure. The one thing I was wondering was like the one guy's neck is an X. So what if it's Adam Extreme? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be so wild. So I, I guess I guess I have to have this like round robin death match with these top five. Mm-hmm. Which so we'll get to meet them all in a nice, easy way. It's like, oh, look, here's the people. Not, we'll yeah, see. or, or not, in a yeah. very confusing mojo kind of way. Which they're looking for Spiral. That's the main one, right? Yeah, looking for for her. Yeah, something about the the sponsored logos on the ballet slippers pointed them towards Spiral. Yeah, somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I glaze over that whole thing? Sorry, this is uh, a hard no, book no, to you, follow. No, you didn't. You didn't this glaze book over. Was you dense. We're, we're almost good. We're almost through. <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot in this book. But we we, cu- we yeah. cut back to the boneyard, and uh, Northstar's husband comes back to find Aurora yes. alive, and she's like, "Wait." Is that my husband on TV? And she's yeah. like, you should have a seat. <laughs> she's like, so now it's just them and theoretically D- Dakin's coming back. So it's just going to be the three of them watching TV yeah. while they have a death match. I hope yeah, by she's... the end of this, just like all of Krakoa is watching this on like a big screen at, yeah. at, the, uh, at the lagoon. That'd be amazing. Well, like she, yeah, like she's just sitting there with, um, oh my God, I can't remember the little guy's name. Amazing baby, amazing baby, and some popcorn. Just watching this whole thing on Mojoverse cable, <laughs> <laughs> just super casual. She's like, "Yeah, this is yeah." You know, she looks comfy as hell, just chilling, just kind of getting yeah. back to getting used to being alive again. So you know, she looks. You know, hopefully nothing happens to her friends that she's watching on TV. Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> the equivalent of being snowed in and just watching weather weather channel footage. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Just, like I have no control over this nightmare of an outcome, but I'm gonna watch it anyway. I don't know why I'm popcorn. doing this, but I am. 
Yeah. <laughs> get your popcorn, get your sweatpants. You know, you're in it for the long haul. Right, right. <laughs> this issue was so good, though. I'm so excited. It was a lot of fun. I like Mojo. I This is like top tier confusing X-Men, which is like my favorite kind of X-Men. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I also I also love uh, anytime Leah gets to use like Twitter mechanics mm-hmm. in a comic. Like she did the same thing in Gwenpool. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, for sure. Um, and this is very much like I love the update of Mojo World because like it doesn't make sense for it to be TV ratings because only old yeah, people sh- have TV. <laughs> so like he's 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 modernized along with like the way that we absorb content. Yeah. So it's all like live streaming apps and subscription services and like. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's confusing it, it's, as hell. It's a fun setup for what'll likely be a pretty fun run. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I'm 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 interested in it. I'm enjoying it. I just was uh I was a little confused. <laughs> that's pretty much it. And that's fine. That's why I have that's why I have you guys to but tell me about Mojo. It's it's got that that Gwenpool energy to it too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's in a yeah, this one feels way a little less chaotic um but there's still a lot (laughs) well gwenpool was in like just pedal to the metal in hyperdrive (laughs) from the second you open that book this is a little slower than that but it's still like it's still loony it's it's just mojoverse chaos yeah it's it's chaotic but like it's slower so i can i can keep up my old brain can keep up (laughs) so yeah yeah there we go one of the many X books that we had this week. That's my my almost coherent run through of uh, X Factor. Of X Factor. <laughs> oh yeah, what else do we have this week? Um, Talking about amethyst. Ooh, oh, amethyst. magic! More opals, right? We've got lots of opal on the show recently. Just, just one. Oh, wow! See, see what I did? It's from the other. It's from the other book we talked about before. <laughs> Wait, what other book? Oh, there's some uh, Opal and X-Men. Excalibur. Excalibur, yeah. From last week. I'm hurting RJ physically. <laughs> RJ's just shaking I mean, I guess you're not out. fucking wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> you're not fucking right either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anywho. Right. So I have uh, Amethyst number five by Amy Reader and Marissa Louise. Um, so it, it, it starts with Lord Opal. Uh, my man. <laughs> he he's in the the destroyed castle and he's uh trying to trying to trying to work work it out of there. Um, and he leaves. I guess he's in this. He, and it kind of looks like a mojo chair, but it's like this giant mech thing that's like walking out of the the castle. Um, then it cuts to to Amy and she's she's sleeping. Um, and last issue they were abducted uh so she gets up and um she finds maxis uh and uh she's like what are you doing traitor like what what the fuck was going on and um <laughs> and uh, apparently he wanted to just see his mom so uh i he uh he led them to wherever and uh he so he's not actually a bad guy He's just—he was just worried about his mom. Um, so everything's fine. They're—they're they're in Emerald now, and they're all kind of just hanging out. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, Amy's trying to figure out what to do. Um, she 
because her her parents are stuck inside an amethyst and she doesn't really know how to reverse that process she's like i'm really good at blowing stuff up and like making swords and stuff but i i don't know how to like undo things and same. um yeah hard hard same. hard, hard same. <laughs> uh so it's like not i don't even know could, would it be so crazy to just march in the diamond demanding answers i mean maybe maybe they can be reason reason with and they all go silent so they end up going to diamond and uh so diamond are the like gem ha- uh house that are like the law they're the uh it's the diamond court and they're in charge of like making all law decisions um so she figured that because her parents were accused of a crime that's why they were they like they got sentenced to put to be put into the, the big amethyst and um so she shows up and they're like guilty betrayer of the 12 and she's like you what do you that, that's that's not true though <laughs> uh and so we get this kind of exposition from the diamond court about how the um the amethyst house was obsessed with political power and how they were trying to like uh take control over all of gemworld and they were using the fact that they could fight opal as kind of like leverage for why they should be in charge like we're the ones that can take down this bad guy so you need us so they put themselves in the amethyst to show them that they need them but then they got but i guess they got stuck in there i was like i don't know have you ever frozen yourself to own gemworld like <laughs> yeah that 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 seemed like a dumb idea <laughs> Yeah, it. I mean, you know, it, it failed pretty spectacularly. <laughs> it seems that way. Yeah. Um. So. So then, uh, yeah. There, there's like they talk about how they sent her to Earth in case their plan failed, and um. Then uh. At the end of it, Maxis is like, "Do you trust me?" Uh, it's like, all right, run. And he makes this shield just as the diamond court is like shooting these blasters at them. And, um, they run away and, uh, they go down this slot, like they go down the slide thing and they go underwater and, um, they kind of end up having this discussion where, uh, Amy's like, I think my parents might be actually, might actually be like bad, like maybe even extra bad. Um, so oh no not extra bad. yeah <laughs> and then uh Maxis goes yeah well well yeah you think uh welcome to gem uh gem world it's a mess <laughs> you think <laughs> amethyst is bad aquamarine is aquamarine is all spies and lies and intrigue we want you to think we're a group of remote islands but aquamarine is everywhere uh so then they decide to that they still want to save them even though they, they might be evil and um so they get to the he he tells them that the real lords of aquamarine want to meet her because as we learned he's kind of just a like a puppet um and uh so they get there and they they meet them and um the guy tells amy that uh lord opal's headed to mount ruby where the the amethyst where her parents are frozen are so he's probably going to go go smash it um and He's like, I've got to, I've got to get there at once. It's like you're, you're already here, pretty much. It's like, oh, well, all right then. 
But that's that's how it leaves off before hmm. the uh, the final issue. And right. it was great. Hmm. Yeah, this is a fun series. I like uh I like the you know allegory of you know maybe maybe all the governments are evil in some way. Yeah, there's a there's a line where she's like maybe I wasn't even the hero at all, which is cool. I like that kind of deconstruction. Yeah, that like I just just blindly fighting for your house is not necessarily always the right. You have to criticize the the house's decisions, right, yeah. you know, and be. In order to make a good nation, you have to be critical of the nation, kind of. Especially since the original vibe. Amethyst series is pretty, like, you know, here we're the good guys. We're gonna go. Yeah, this is just cut and dry. Good versus evil. The new Fifty Two one's a good. little bit more nuanced, but yeah, no, I I really like this this take on it. Yeah, it's super cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I've got a I've got a finale that was pretty good. Oh yeah. Um uh plunge number oh. six. Oh yeah. What a finale. Yeah, what a finale. It was really good. Um it's by uh, Joe Hill and Stuart Eminent. Your favorite author. Um I guess so. Damn it. Kind <laughs> um, <laughs> so, always come back. <laughs> always coming back. But I think I can't remember if we talked about number five, but I don't think we did because it was just kind of like building up to the finale. So basically, um, you find out that the the alien creatures, which are these little like worms that have that have infected like the bodies of these like basically zombies, you know, they they they've body snatched all the people that show up to the island. So they've turns out that they in order to enact their final plan need to get into this hatch. But the hatch they can't they they can't physically open it there's something preventing them i forget i think it's like the radiation from it is like intended to prevent them from opening the hatch because inside the hatch is an egg that they would fertilize that would be basically become a giant like cthulhu monster um so they basically they chain up the entire remaining crew to these like stakes that are like right um in the ocean at like low tide Dude, yeah they chain them up to brutal. be like yeah, they chain them up and be like, they, they tell the scientists, they're like, all right, you got to open the hatch or your friends are going to die. She's like, all right, I got to open the hatch. Fuck it. I don't care if it ends the world. I'm not letting my friends die. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Captain Carpenter is just like, no, don't uh, let us die. You can't unleash like this elder Whatever god this is, on yeah. Earth. Yeah, you can't unleash this alien species that's going to destroy Earth. And she's like, don't care, doing it. So she swims down there. Basically, that's how the issue five ends is her opening the hatch. So her op- uh, or about to open the hatch. I- issue six is her opening the hatch, and they're at high tide, like the 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 waters at their throats. This is she's... giving me like lost PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> gotta open the hatch. Yeah, gotta find out what's in the hatch. Um, so she opens the hatch. All the the worms swim down there to fertilize the egg. Um, she comes up just barely in time to rescue, um, Bill, like the, the, the guy who tore out his own eyes and, uh, or got his eyes torn out by, by the other crew. And, um, As you do. and, and the captain and the captain and the captain un- unhooks his brother, but he's too late. His, his second brother is also been murdered by the, by the aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he drowned. So, uh, he, so basically the, the, the captain realizes he's like, okay, so the the worm said that there was nothing left of like their human counterparts like the bodies that they took over but he's like i don't think that's true because if you look at everything that they gave us then we we can actually defeat these fuckers so the gifts that they had given were the the um headphones that could hear thoughts 
the ingot that would, uh, you know, if people would kill each other to to keep, and the um the oil that's like the the power of like a thousand nukes, right? So he's like, I got an idea. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. I know what they want. They wanted, you know, to open the hatch to to. I found out why it was to create this Cthulhu monster. I'm gonna show the fucking Cthulhu monster the ingot so it'll follow me back down into the hatch. Then I'm gonna use the uh the oil and this like uh this like uh incendiary device to fucking nuke it. They're I'm like gonna they're explode like, the they're whole like thing. They're like sea flares. They're like white phosphorus. I think it is. They're designed. It's white phosphorus. Yeah, which burn which burns underwater. underwater. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so he does, he swims down there and nukes the it's damn fu- thing. Obviously sick. he knows that it's a suicide mission, but both of his brothers are dead. He's like, I don't, all my crew's dead. Uh, it's, uh I, I left the military because I didn't want to be responsible for deaths and fucking here I am responsible for all these deaths. And there's this really cool, you know, final conversation between the doctor and, and him where she's like, you know, this was going to happen no matter what. It was whoever showed up and you did the best you could. And, you know, thank you. <laughs> and, and she basically tries to convince him to, like, try and get out of there on time. And he's like, nah, it's not happening. So he sacrifices himself to blow the damn thing up. Um, but, and he does. It works. Fucking kills this giant Cthulhu monster. Um, but there's a really cool potential, like, not quite ending ending mm-hmm. where... Um, you know, after the thing is nuked, we get like the 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 corporate chill, the 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 Wayland Utani rep, if you will, <laughs> who was trying who was trying to work with the aliens to get like the the gifts and the like, yeah. And, yeah, basically the money, whatever the 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 corporate payout is going to be from talking to aliens, and uh, you see him on the beach still alive, but then you also see him emerging from like the wreckage as one of the zombie creatures with like a worm coming out of his eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really hope there's a sequel series. Doesn't he that's... say like, see you soon or like something or like that? seeing you or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Be seeing you. I was yeah. like, there's that's some... how they're going to leave it. Oh man. <laughs> oh no. There are some really cool splash pages of this like Cronenberg. They really Cthulhu were monster. like the Cthulhu monster, this like elder God alien thing, like looked... literally rips a hole in reality. Yeah, and they're crazy. like, are we in hell? And it's like, I think it's like creating hell. Like I forget exactly how they phrased it. It, it was cool though. Yeah. Like, like the sky turns into like, like these, this like red, like deconstructed reality. If you look, was... there's like a bunch of goats. I need to get in. I need to get on this when it comes Just out. Just a trade. bunch of goats. Well, it looks like there's like a bunch of demons. There's like things on, like just burning on fire. There's like people. There's just Sounds goats. Like yeah, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, it looks like it's like ripping up the sky into hell. It's like it's yeah, reality it's like, warping. Is, it's cool. Like, is that hell? Are we looking at hell? And it's like more like it's looking at us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this monster design was super cool super cool like such a good payoff because they've been like having this like total like the thing it's in the hatch. meets yeah <laughs> yeah they're like this they're, it's this the thing versus like you know like lovecraftian kind of concept like yeah like ideas but never actually showing anything ultimately super scary or like world ending and then just like oh it's it's been born there it is yeah if it was like <laughs> stitch i would have been really upset yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stitch. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you know, just but... this cute little thing. <laughs> just annoyed. Yeah, I just, right, right. I just picture like the Cthulhu, like just everything, like going to hell, and then Al pop stitch. Yeah, or the that alien for Mac and me. No, oh, no. There you go. Take it back. There's just a Stay Puft Marshmallow Leave. Man at that point. <laughs> right. I was about to say, yeah. like, choose the form of your creator. Funny yeah. ass going out like this, crushed to death by a hundred foot marshmallow man. <laughs> That's how I want to go out. Yeah, this is cool though. I like this one. I was, yeah, I would definitely pick this up. It would be really, really good trade. Good beach read, Adam. Great beach read. <laughs> Great beach oh, read. Yeah. Uh, especially because it all takes place on the beach. I'm, I'm in the market that. for one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, ignore the elder god in the vault right off the beach. <laughs> Every time with the beach. Don't look. Don't look at any worms too hard. Yeah. <laughs> any millipedes. Yeah. Stay away from the millipedes on the beach that talk. <laughs> well, I'll remember that. Yeah. Good advice to live by. Hard to forget, really. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, this this kind of subverted a lot of expectations that I had for a book like that. Um. And yeah, I, I do as much as I hope that there's a sequel series. I love a book that has a cohesive yeah. ending too. Like it could really go either way and I'd be f- completely happy with it. it. It's very satisfying beginning to end story, but also like, yeah, cool. Season two. I love it. Let's do <laughs> right, it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just need an ending. Like, yeah, you just end it. Right. Like, like it, you don't have to do that. Books anymore. Like it's, it's hard to find a good piece of fiction that's just a book yeah instead of a trilogy or like a or a series that never seems to want to end yeah yeah a very a standalone book that's why i get confused when people like they announce a new series like it's not gonna last past six issues it's like well i mean if you get six really good issues out of it i mean it might (laughs) yeah what's what's wrong with an ending yeah, yeah right, right exactly like I c- if they planned for it to end then it can be fantastic yeah. like this this was planned to have an ending but right yeah i liked it yeah i'd rather have like a mini series or something like that that has a nice cohesive plan instead of just getting dragged along because that's what you get those filler stories that are just nothing and you just kind of feel like they're wasting time or or they like a creator who gets sidetracked and never finishes it and you're like, Cool, that was a great cliffhanger that you gave yeah, me. Yeah, that you were clearly it. right in the middle of and you just didn't finish it. You just didn't stop. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot. That's true too. That's always annoying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll talk about more well, creatures, I guess. I don't know. Weird transition. What's so about oh, wind? No, that's good. Guys? That's a good yeah. transition. The wind was so feet. great. It was cool. Uh, I almost James... fought you over this. Oh, man. We <laughs> had fisticuffs. Uh, James Tinney in the fourth and Casey. Michael. Uh, Dialiness. Thank you. I know we talk <laughs> about this all the time, and I, I, I feel like I can. It's trying really hard not to. Yeah. I also don't have the book in front of me, so that was just from memory. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, we didn't really talk about. Uh, I don't think we talked about last issue, but basically, oh, no, we did. Yeah, um, we the did. prince is escaping. Wind is trying to escape. This is the story of Wind and Oakley on where they disappeared to um, when the prince and the uh, the mom was helping them out. Went so basically, we find out that Oakley's got a plan, and she heard of this rumor of these this witch that 
is helping um as they call them weird bloods which uh they kind of talk about a little bit remove the weird blood and become normal so they go into this pipe system that they live in and they see this compass thing that's uh drawn into like different like forces which we get the this and then this creepy dude shows up out of nowhere and decides us to regale this with the tale of the world yeah <laughs> we get this like gigantic backstory which was kind of cool so it's the story of esriel which is i guess the world that they live in so basically it's these four creatures beings i guess we should call them basically the four gods gods the four winds essentially north you know all different types you know ones like kind of like ice uh they're like kind of broken into the elements they're like elements and winds so it's like it's a cool mesh between them and they kind of represent like the four corners of the world it's like very very like um it it feels like it pulls from a ton of different types of like indigenous um yeah a lot of mythology yeah creation yeah i love a good creation myth and this is a nice mold of a bunch of them slammed together yeah so essentially what these four winds they invite all humans on the earth to this island once a year that they kind of represent like hey do you want to come join us and we can world rule the world we can give you powers we can do all this cool stuff and every time basically the humans are like nah fuck you we're good um, no not really they're like we just want to go out and explore and do our they own they want to explore they're not antagonistic well, I don't mean that. Well, yeah. it definitely is because they're like we want to accrue power and money and like right. Well, not so it's, it is a little bit antagonistic in the sense that it's like we care more about our like earthly. Oh, I thought it like, was like pursuits. It grew to be antagonistic. It did, but yeah. it wasn't were, it, it started it more of they're proud of those things, and then it turned into more antagonistic. And then as it goes farther and further, the wind they these four winds kind of get disappointed. They let them go. They didn't want to force them. But then there was like this fifth force, which just um, you know is just the green, I guess. So wood uh, god a, is the best it's way. It's totally to, the green. It's the green. It's, it's fucking swamp <laughs> thing. Swamp thing's a cutie. Swamp thing's a cutie. All right, so this is swamp thing's ugly brother, man thing. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, something. <laughs> man thing. So basically, what this thing does is like the something. he's like jealous and he wants to be free, like the winds are. So he ends up kind of corrupting the human world, and that's where we get. And this is the creation myth, and, and this is where I think this is where the perception of who's telling the story, where they're coming from, because they're talking about all of the corruptions and spawning the monstrous children, which are just like the fairies and all these other creatures, the all these magical and the creatures, vampires. All the, yeah. yeah. So yeah. obviously they're th- saying that they're grotesque beings. You know, meeting some of them like wind. That's very not the case for all of them. So it's it was an interesting way to view like how the story is being told. So eventually they finally go back to the winds and we're like, they're like, we can help you. Like, we will help you with all of this. Just join us, agree to join us. And the humans, basically the last two houses that were left were like, nope. So they basically built pipe town, the town that we've been in and the leaders of the two, two remaining factions build this huge town to keep all magic out. And those are the um, ancestors of the king that's currently in charge and that was kind of like the oh that's why they hate magic it was like one of those like clicking things for us and the characters i love the idea of like telling the creation myth through the eyes of 
like the winners. Mm-hmm. It's like history is written by the victors. Exactly. You know, yep. so like, so hearing the creation myth in a way that explains why they hate magic is, is like, it's obviously a biased source. Right. Um. So like, I'm really curious what the true origin of like, why the like the the weird bloods quote unquote corrupted humans exactly, versus yeah. you know were they were was the the weird god just like a a, a, nor- out, a reject an outcast from the other gods or is or it just you know, you like, know or was it just one thing being told or, by you know. a victim of the wood god well he's a creation he's got the weird blood but it, like yeah i think that's the myth that's the you know it's thousands of years old that's the story that's been passed down that's probably been passed down by which is the, also why like which is the, these are it, it's being told by a a magical creature that is trying to get rid of his magic so he's obviously right you know but, buying into the the quote-unquote like white supremacy like culture yeah. but it's the you know story, what i mean yeah, it's like but the town the story was is being told you know it came down from the ancestors that formed the town it's it's not coming from humans, yeah. yeah so they're talking about all these things are grotesque creations but they probably that's how they view them but it's probably not the actual case yeah anyway that's the cool background and then we get book which basically <laughs> from this point on goes about a million miles an hour until we get to the end yeah they, they go to like this morlock village in in the in the sewer system yeah so they basically finds out that it's real they find this town that you know this little little like i said little village um there's the doc witch it's basically just a doctor um that's helping to remove weird blood uh and it's doesn't appear to be a very gentle process it's just a Um, transfusion yeah it's just a a normal might or might not put some normal blood in you just just yeah, some, shove some blood yeah. in there. We're just going to put a bunch of blood. leeches on your body and hope all that yeah, all exactly. the ghosts in your blood come out. And then I'll give you some <laughs> cocaine at the end of all this. It'll fix that gun wound. <laughs> yeah, it's very like 18th century medicine. Yeah, for sure. So she tests the blood and takes a look at it to see like what she would need to do and there's like a very quick revelation is like wait, hold up. You're yeah, you're, you're something different. special. You're he's different. Not, you're special. Not a spriddle or whatever they are. Yeah, whatever's going on. But basically, at that point, Bandage Man finds the town, and basically, the doctor is like, You need to go. You have to live. You're different than everybody else. Like, it's not, you need to go find my sister. Um, you have to survive, basically. This Bandage Man is yeah. a fucking asshole. Dude, huge yeah, he dick. Is. Um, so he pretty much kills everybody there. As they're escaping, um, they run into one of the guards, and the, sh- the chef from the restaurant or the bar that the Oakley and they're all at that wind and the work at sees them getting harassed and basically like stops the guy. And is like, no. And wind takes his hood down. It's like, no, they're after me. And then the chef does the double take. It was like, no, you can't take him. Like he, for it was that split second. It's like, Oh shit. But then he's like, Oh, you're, I know I you. Still love yeah. him. I still yeah. love you. So like, fuck this dude he's like are you <laughs> it just pretty much takes the guard out for him he's like i'll take care of it don't worry you get going but there's like a, um, it kind of hangs in the air like he probably doesn't survive right that's the oh, heavy yeah. implication that he is going to be dead um and yep. he's basically he's sacrificing himself for the two of them and the, the, that pregnant pause was that that he has is really cool too because mm-hmm. he has this moment of like I do. I have always hated magic people, but I just found out that someone I love is magic. So, 
yeah, okay, fuck that. I'm changing my whole worldview yeah, in a split second, yeah. and I'm just yeah, was, I'm doing what I know is right, and that's a super cool. It was like, really well done. Like you said, it, yeah. it was only one or two panels, but it hung it's there done quickly completely and it was really, wordlessly. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, and then they find so they finally get back to the bar. So they're going through a lot. Wind's freaking the fuck out, obviously, and he gets you know he feels very responsible for everything. And they get back, uh, and we find the prince and. Uh, wins crush waiting for him because they're the other two people trying to escape. Thorn, Thorn, yeah. yeah. And he's because at one point he's like, uh, it's the gardener. He's like, how do you know? He's like, "Uh, no reason. No, (laughs) no. But the best part is he doesn't know who the who the prince is, but he knows who the gardener is. Right. He's like, how do you know who he is? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, ah. So they meet up. Yeah, and then and then Wynn just goes like bright yeah, red. Yeah, he's yeah. just blushing. He gets a nosebleed, was... you know. Like... <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> um and at that point they hear a bunch of ramblings. So the bandage man actually made it back to the bar where they're at. So the mom goes up and tr- is basically she gets to a point where she's like the bandage man knows what's going on and tells her daughter basically like you have to go do that thing i need you to do and it's like i love you very yeah. much it's this is- like can you can you run that errand for me and the daughter's like i don't think i know where it is and she's like they're having this like very thinly downstairs. veiled conversation about like go get the jar of mayonnaise yeah. please. It's, it's, it's very much like that first scene in inglorious bastards oh yeah. god oh yeah. yeah where like yes it is a- this bandage man is just or the toy playing or along. The- the bar scene in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. It's a lot of scenes in Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. But basically, Just tension. That. Some heavy Nazi yeah. problems. Uh, you know, this like is where symbolism. This is where we get the biggest revelation of the comic: is that man, bandage man has a mouth. So how do, <laughs> how do those bandages work? And why is he drinking? Why did none of them get wet? <laughs> how does his mouth work is he just bandages is he a bandage person he's a bandage man he's what does that mean <laughs> I love that like this a, is your hang up on this whole issue it's not so actually a, but it's yeah fine. so now through the course of wind and Oakley escaping the mom and the chef are more than likely dead yeah and now they're finally trying to escape and there's like one little line in there, it's like it's like oh you know they they finally introduce themselves. It's like oh you know hi I'm I'm Thorn. Like oh I, I'm Wind. He's like oh then you need to stay at back. We need some wind power right now, okay? And it's like eh. yeah. And Wind's like just awestruck. It's like of course this fucking hunk is gonna be a corny little shit too. <laughs> <laughs> but the the really really heavy moment was when when they finally like kind of get get out. And mm-hmm. then we cut back to the, yep. the mom and the bandage man. The bandage man's oh. like, this is my favorite part. The part where rough. you think you got away. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. he knew. He- yeah, the, the thrill of the chase. It really is. It's a perfect like, example of like that. Uh, the, I can't remember the actor's name, but the, the German dude in Christoph Waltz. Being like, I know they're in the floor. I know they're there, mm-hmm. but we're going to have this conversation. Yeah, we're just going to drag yeah. this on. I'm going to give you the feeling yeah. like you won. And then give you any kind of semblance of hope and then I'm just gonna riddle you with bullets. Yeah, then you see like the last panels, the the gonna be closed for a few days sign on the bar. It's like, oh man, this is Uh, this is rough. This is a gut punch. Really good. Yeah, this was a this was heavy. Um This book is incredibly well done. Everything about it is good. 
it's it hurts um but it, it's well written um the art is great i'm i like the world that they've now built we we now they're off to now we can just see outside of this town and see what what exists out there which i'm curious to see like all right what are what is out there <laughs> but it's yeah obviously very not thinly veiled allegory for a lot of issues that people you know maybe going through but this one you know like you said we're talking about like people changing their worldviews just because it's someone they know or love it changes everything about it which is you know made this issue that much more harder to get through it was rough yeah dude. <laughs> is it a mini or is it ongoing? i don't know I want to say it is a miniseries. Yeah, I feel like it might be. But these are beefy issues. They're like, yeah, Yeah. they're big. I don't know how many pages, but it's a lot. It's oversized. I think each issue, each issue is oversized. I want to say like sixty pages. Yeah, yeah, and then it could be doing what Boom's been doing with a lot of stuff. It's like you're probably will get six issues if it's really popular. If they have more story to tell, kind of like with Once in Future, it's like, all right, well, here's some more. Yeah, which I'm down with. Hell yeah. All right. Well, speaking of uh, creatures living in the sewer. Hey, oh. <laughs> X Factor, right? We, we did it. We found the, we found the way. Yeah, we're going to talk about Fantastic Four now. No. Uh, Jesus Christ. So uh, I got I got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 108 by Sophie Campbell, Rhonda Patterson, and Nelson Daniel. This was a fun issue. I mean, it, it, it kind of. It kind of goes by fast. Like, uh, we, we find out yeah. that Stockman has been using his Mausers to spy on both Mutant Town at large and this giant eel that he discovered that he's been keeping tabs on like that Mojo. happened after the bomb. Like Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his, his like explanation, because April's just like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just like... I'm I'm just watching. I'm just making sure it stays where I, it's supposed to. And she's like, "Oh, cool, great, just fuck those people, right?" And she just yeah. Runs out to I just like them. every everything he says, and she uh, is just like, "Well, okay, but those kids are dying." Yeah. <laughs> like right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a monster. He's an absolute a hole. <laughs> Giant fly ass. Yeah. So <laughs> we cut to the the turtles are are being held hostage in some sort of goo web. By this slithery beast, <laughs> dude. So J- Jenica ends up slashing through all of it. We we they kind of get out. She like heaves. She's like whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like ew 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 ew. <laughs> and uh, we get all of the uh, all the orphans. Uh, Don't worry, everyone's safe. Ev- Owl boy. Yeah, Owl Al- Al- boy. Frog. Ever- everyone's safe. Everyone's safe. The little teddy bear boy. <laughs> We're all good. We're all fine here. So they're they're like trying to climb out of the sewer, trying to find a way out, and then they run into April because April was like, "Oh, I saw you on Stockman's uh, CCTV footage." But it's like, okay, but like, how did you know exactly what part of the sewer we were in? Like, <laughs> like how'd you know to just weird. let it? All right, then, fine. let it be. Then she's like, "Bitch, please," because I've lived with the turtles for how long? Yeah, right. She knows her way around the sewer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh they're like all right well april take the kids top side we're gonna take care of this uh this slithery guy once and for all and then um oh my god how did i just forget the little one's name lita 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 <laughs> that's 
How dare I know, you? Man. <laughs> she's our she baby. Our, I mean, our... she's not the owl, but you know. <laughs> Lita's like, you can't kill it. Like it's, you know, it doesn't know what it. It's, it's an, an animal. animal. It's it doesn't me. know. Yeah. It it, it didn't it didn't kill anybody. It just you know. It's hoarding them. It's like just collecting, <laughs> collecting people. Like... He's got to collect them all. Come on, yeah, now. they're like Pokemon. They're like these little uh, fun beanie babies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they are like beanie babies. Anyway. I want, I want to collect the owl. <laughs> so Donnie, Donnie figures um, the thing only showed up after one of the Mausers made its horrifying screeching sound. So he grabs one of the dead Mausers and like forces it to make the screech sound. So the slithery dude shows up. And all the while, we keep kind of cutting back to Mona Lisa and Alapex babysitting the weasels. There's not a whole lot of plot going on there, but it is like just these fun little B plot cutaways. Well, Alaplex well, is Al- having like an identity crisis. Al- yeah, Alaplex's whole like like discourse about like we need to like build community and like like uh, establish like basically like creating and like like anarchist like uh, like nation state of like trying to figure out how the fuck to like keep everyone safe and everyone like fed and like she's like you know between hob and and like you know no one's coming to save us we have to save ourselves so like i think that's that's there's going to be an establishment of a like community building like organization we've already been kind of getting a lot of that but i guess we're gonna get some more yeah i guess a mutant government is is forthcoming oh that sounds familiar (laughs) <laughs> so the we get this fun fight with the uh with the eel monster um the rap ends up hooking it with one of his grappling hooks <laughs> i just like that how they're all trying to figure out how to fight it and they're like all all their weapons are like falling off of it and he's like you know what you do with a fish right he just throws his grappling hook <laughs> so then they start they're like arguing about what to do with it because they're like we can't kill it but then like what are what the hell are we supposed to do we can let it go well they're uh they're asked by the by Lita, right, or one of the kids, to not harm it because it it might not actually. Right. Yeah. So they're trying to so they're, d- trying, they're to trying to decide what to do. what to do. Like if letting it go and just swim off into the sea is really the best thing. And then like while they're arguing over it, the eels just like fuck this and just swims off into <laughs> the sea. And they're like, all right, well that was. Like, I guess that answers that answers that. that I guess that was the right decision. <laughs> so then we get back to to a- April. I guess just teleported back to uh, Stockman's lab because like this this story kind of bounces around real fast. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> April's basically like, I'm gonna hold this over you. Like, um, you're gonna do it, whatever I say right now, or I'm gonna tell everyone what you've been up to, which is some really shady shit. And he's like, all right, fine, you know, whatever. And he's like, I already got what I want. And then he opens a door and there's Mausers with giant eggs in their mouths. He's like, whatever. I don't care if she wins, like runs towards the door. My eggs. <laughs> well, they're like making, she like demands to be like a, like an ambassador to Mutant Town. Yeah. Like, so she can have right. eyes on and help them out. Yeah. Like she, she's like, we got to start actually taking care of these people because you're just essentially treating them like a giant Petri dish experiment. Mm-hmm. What are we? What are, what is back, Baxter going to do with uh, those eggs? Though, is he have himself a nice breakfast, or is <laughs> yeah, he's got eel. Dude, he's got big ass. He's got mutant eel eggs, man. That's gonna be delicious. Yeah, and if I know anything about Stockman, he's gonna like 
put a bunch of robot weapons on them or some stupid shit. It's not on the good. egg. <laughs> Is it nanny? Yeah, it's just a giant <laughs> egg with like robot legs and arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like I that. Want... It's like that egg uh, in the Garfield cartoons. It's like it's just chicken legs sticking out the bottom of an yeah! egg. Yeah. Oh. It is also Nanny from Hellions, which we'll talk about. It's a good segue. (laughs) Well, it would be, but I do have one other honorable mention. Um, So uh, that Texas Blood number three came out this week. Uh, It's by uh, Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips. Uh, Super good. This series is getting, getting its legs for sure. Like the first two issues were kind of like tone shift because like the full first issue is the sheriff the whole second issue is like the brother of like the the murder victim in the first issue um so the third issue brings you know the 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 cop and the brother back together again and like gets a lot more backstory on on the brother that left town um and a lot of like why he left and like you know him reuniting with an old fling that could have been the one and she's like kind of lamenting that they didn't end up together and she was dating his his now deceased brother because she missed him so much. Like she kind of hoped they'd be similar, but like the guy who died is just like a real piece of shit. It turns out he was, and it's just he a, was just emotionless. He didn't. He was, yeah, he's just a cold, empty yeah. shell of a human. Yeah. Um, but it turns out he owed somebody something. So like that, the you know whoever he owed money to <laughs> is coming to collect, and uh, owed whatever to is coming to collect, and uh. You know, the brother kind of gets, like, kidnapped and taken out into the desert and gets a sh- shit beat out of him, and the the cop rescues him, and it, it's a lot of, like... Basically, this issue is him, the main character, now kind of falling back into his old habits, and which apparently is just a complete pit of despair. And yeah. Because oh, totally. what's one, so this the old fling shows up, and she pretty much says, you were the only thing that was good about this town so pretty much now i wake up every day in a nightmare hoping i can find a way out yep and then they sleep together uh and the first time we meet this character um he is leaving his home with his girlfriend and or wife yep mm-hmm. so that's not great um and he, not great at he all. pretty much is just talking about like now that he's back he ends up going back to his old house like he's just in this despair like black he's just turning back into whatever monster he was why he left you know and it's like seems to be very quick like whatever this all is it has a big draw on him and that's why he had to leave and he really he thinks he now knows who killed his brother because like this guy that that's out in the desert threatening him is kind of like you know your brother owed me and uh that that makes it your debt now Mm -hmm. and uh, he's like you killed him didn't you and then like basically tells the cop like you know you have to do something that's who killed him and he's like uh you're what we would call a a biased party to this situation (laughs) so why don't you fucking let me handle it yeah um so there's clearly there's clearly a lot of you know like entanglement and like uh drama and a lot of like criminal enterprise going on with whatever his brother was into um and they're being kind of vague about what that is and i'm i'm very excited to to see where it goes. Yeah, this, this book's uh, ramping up real quick. It really is. Because, like, I, I'm not going to lie, for the first two issues, I was like, okay, you know, like, the, the su- son of criminal, you know? Like, and it's <laughs> terrible to say that, you know, Jacob Phillips is just kind of following in his dad's shoes, but this book now has its definitely its own 
its own thing. It's very criminal adjacent, not gonna lie, but it's uh it's got its own tone and its own It's more uh, about the um more cognizant of what the characters are going through instead of just like I do this because I do it. I'm a, cr- a criminal, broken people, and they're having. This is much more like de- depression, dark places, things like that. It's mer- much more inward facing. Yeah, like it doesn't matter what the brother was into, like plot wise. Mm-hmm. It's more about the the emotional place. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. So and that yeah. so it's a definitely a different place that they're exploring, which is you know it's it's good. It's really well written. Um, the art. You know, yeah, and great. since and since like the the main character, the brother now is he he's he was a writer and he was like kind of mm-hmm. having writer's block. This whole all the narration is told like in past tense of it as if he's writing a novel about yeah. what is happening currently. Yep, I love that that device. It's very it's cool. very well done. Yeah, definitely worth picking up. This might be you know if you want to wait on it, this will just like Criminal, so reads phenomenal in trade. Another great mm-hmm. beach read. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, we had to shout that out, right? You know, it was a good book. Yeah, I had week. to shout that one out. But anyway, just pretend I didn't mess up your transition and Hellions number three, go. So Hellions number three. So mutants, <laughs> I hear they're, um, they got powers and stuff. They got oh some powers. So we get a whole hell of a lot of Goblin Queen in this one. Yeah, we do. Holy shit. I love, so basically, Go- Goblin Queen, you know, like, Maddie goes through her whole backstory and is just explaining how, that, like... That, that was very helpful to me. That was helpful for you, I'm sure. <laughs> She's like, let me, um, let me tell you, let me cast a spell for you or something. <laughs> yeah, and she, she basically explains how she, you know, was a, a shell of a human because she was uh, never good enough to be Scott's real, you know, gene. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole impetus of this thing is just like, I'm going to make you fucking mutants know. I'm going to make you know that I exist. Yeah, like, and you're I, not going to fucking like it. I, you're not going to like it. Like, yeah, like first she was shafted by Scott for not being good enough as a mutant. Mm-hmm. And now she's being shafted by Krakoa. You know, it's like it's that same rejection all over again of like just being a half a person because she's a clone. Dude, and then this uh, scene with fucking Havoc just cutting his mouth back open it's like Holy yeah she shit, she puts dude. a she puts a spell on him and it it sews his mouth shut like his mouth ceases to exist and then he just takes a shard of oh mirror and, and rips it back open again god damn and she's like into it yeah and then they kiss oh, like, and it's gross yeah. oh. and now kiss now but he's kid. got he's got like uh a lisp he's like let me show you a story yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps saying yeah, yeah pretty queen. much yeah. <laughs> it's like this recurring joke throughout this. Yes, queen. <laughs> and we have the continuing battle between Psylocke and is that, is that animal boy? Boy animal? Boy animal? Animal, 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 animal boy? Animal boy? Wild I'm just going to. Well, it is now. Did you say boy boy? Boy animal, yeah. <laughs> Who is that? Wild child. Wild Who is Child that's actually, is his name. To be fair, Wild Child Animal Boy, not far off. Just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> Except one character animal exists. Animal Boy, not to be confused with Animal Man, which you are currently. Or Boy Thing. Except yeah. one character exists and one character doesn't. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> animal Boy. Animal Boy? Yeah, it's Animal Man's son, right? But yeah, so like he's oh, still trying sad. to fight for who's the alpha with Psylocke, and Psylocke just twists his head around like well, fucking... first she like lobotomizes him with a with a psychic Dude. dagger, 
And then she's yeah. like, all right, well, that doesn't work the old fashioned way then. And then she. Yeah. Just clink. And then, like, when he, I get, he's got a healing fact. So once he heals up, he's like, thanks. Uh, I get carried away sometimes. She's like, good. Let's, yeah. let's. It's like knowing who's in charge calms my mind. I was like, mind. oh my God. So he, she basically just murdered you and you healed up and you're like, oh, I'm good now. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry, mom. I yeah, that. it's like, holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Maddie's whole plan is just to unleash an entire. Because they went there um, to destroy clone. these other clones that Sinister had, right? Yeah. And she's going to unleash all the marauders to... at once onto Kokoa. Yeah. Um, and not to be confused with the other marauders. Right, the good right. marauders. Well, I mean, you won't get confused if you know what's going on. I'm just kidding. Which I don't, <laughs> so I will be confused, RJ. There's a there's some other good, but like at the end of this, it kind of tapes it up that a wild child and Psylocke, I have to go fucking clean up this whole mess because it has gone horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this trip is not turning out well for them. Yeah, like this is one of those I evil plans love- that like it's like wow, that's that actually sounds really bad. Yeah, right. it's bad, and it's <laughs> well, especially because there's there's a whole data page um, that is basically like, hey, you know, like we don't really, I don't want to be like, a, like I want to be making a big deal out of this, but you know that we don't really know anything about like this Psylocke, right? Like Quanan has been locked away for a very long time inside of Betsy. Like her psyche is probably not very stable. Maybe we shouldn't have given her. An entire t- like an like an unstable assassin, a team of other unstable mutants. Well, yeah, like what, maybe what they're worried about <laughs> is like they talk about who people will follow because like oh it's like Sinister's in charge of them and they'll be the de facto leader. But in battle and stuff, these people create a bond. So like yes, Xavier was the leader of the X Men, but when it came push up to Cove and they were fighting, they all followed Scott. So they're worried that that this could happen with her with this band of misfits. Now that they're gonna go through some shit together, they're gonna follow Psylocke, which is a huge X factor right now. Yeah, see yeah. What I, did that? I I love like the, there's one one line that's like we must remind ourselves that she is not Betsy. Uh, there is much we do not know, and what we do know, while not cause for alarm, uh, is certainly reason for caution. Yes, I'm talking about how she was raised from youth by a mystical ninja murder cult. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah casually, that's probably yeah, not a great do. idea. As as one does. As one does. As one does. <laughs> no, this is this is a cool. I, I you know I'm new to X Men. This is a cool one. I, I'm I'm liking this this one so far. Yeah, this book has no business being as good as it is with this stupid ass. I team. really love the way that it's taking Maddie and. Quanin and canon and giving them um like character development and growth because yeah because they, they were they were afterthoughts of characters two characters that have yeah. been so mentally tortured and gone through the ringer by no fault of their own that totally you know deserve to get more character growth because oh totally and they were and two characters that were like intentionally or unintentionally but like abused by what we call heroes like other mm-hmm. mutants that that are like leaders of teams they're like they're the bright and shiny heroes but they're directly responsible for the torture like scott obviously with maddie and betsy with Quanan, you know like canon it's a it's a really interesting take you know especially with a team of like broken mutants <laughs> <laughs> and yeah misfits and broken mutants <laughs> it's cool though it's, it's a lot going have, on in this book too Manny 
and yeah, like the deity just Nanny, trying to protect. Nanny's like, let me tell you a story. She's like trying to copy what Havoc and Maddie did, but then <laughs> yeah. they like stab <laughs> yeah. Peter open, and Peter's <laughs> dead. He's just kind of goo. Like maybe <laughs> yeah, I have Peter. No idea what the fuck is going I on. I feel there. like the assumption was that Peter's kind of just been dead in the armor for a long time, and he's just kind of rotted into goo. But I don't actually know. Yeah, I have that no is idea. Because he's like, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, it's like you shouldn't do that. And they pierce the armor, and he just like explodes yeah. this toxic gas. And it's like, what the fuck? Oh, I thought it was like yeah, liquid. Yeah, it's yeah. It looks like it's either liquid or gas. I I have no like idea. Acid like melts the dude's face. It's acid yeah, for sure. Like or whatever melts, the fuck yeah. it is. Because they're all just trying to. Because they're all like zombie versions. They're all just trying to eat them. Because they just they're yeah. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this Marvel uh, zombies? Is this how it starts, guys? Well, we already I had so. zombies. We just we just had that. We have oh, we yeah, had two right. instances of that with there's the so many dumb mutant Thor zombies right now. <laughs> and and with uh Empire X Men, which that's what I was thinking. Speaking of, of Empire X Men crossovers, X Men number eleven, Seamless. which happens to be an Empire tie in. Seamless case. There it is. Yep. Uh, AKA the ban this fucking book. AKA the issue where Magneto just says, "Hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah, I love X Men issues like this where. This is awesome. Where you can kind of rally the right amount of the right combination of superpowers to fix an issue. It was cool. It oh was yeah, super cool. no, like I think that's always like we were talking about that with X Factor number one, where you take a bunch of characters and you combine all of their powers into like being this new entity yeah. and like oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's You're fucking so, brilliant. It's, it's it's so well done in this issue. Yeah. So basically, in this issue, the Kotati are coming from the moon, you know, where we saw Vulcan making easy work of of them on the moon. And uh they're now they know they now know about Krakoa because of Vulcan and they're coming for the mutants because they're like, "Oh, there's like a whole plant nation that's like a that's a sentient thing. <laughs> yeah. We like that. So let's go check that and out." It, uh, um, it starts with uh Anol, Rockside and Loa going up to the the what whatever whatever they're called the guy's called he's just kind of oh Araco. Araco well, guy, yeah yeah the the, the, the Araco. um yeah the i think he's like the child of war right isn't that yeah i don't looks like fucking yeah. ice cream and uh <laughs> they, he's like trying to show him this game that they play would you like to play a game as uh yeah it's uh, they're definitely all gonna get murdered by whatever that well, game it's is, got right? a jumanji vibe to it because he's like the only rule mm-hmm. is once not you Santos. start you, you can't you're not allowed to stop playing it's like ah yeah it's like i've missed many meals playing this game it felt very <laughs> anime oh yeah, totally yeah, yeah. Game. but but that but that that whole game is interrupted because like it, it, they they literally like start the game he gets the pawn and right as that happens the like kotati warship start yeah arriving and he's like that's that's then, an interesting so we get the omen. rest of the story framed through exodus which telling, telling these the kids, little kids that was cool which yeah is, this is the same thing he did with the um with the gladiatorial mm-hmm. like yeah like, uh resurrection but it makes a like, lot more sense for magneto because yes, sure, exodus is whole like like the thing people associate exodus with the most is being like the main um uh whatever they're called uh 
the the Magneto worshippers. It's a herald of Magneto. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was no, it was really cool. And then like yeah, then just Magneto is just so he's so yeah. fucking yeah. Badass. He's 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 telling a group of kids in past tense about what had just happened on Krakoa. Basically, <laughs> they were able to evacuate a large population of uh, of Krakoa to like a remote island nation that Krakoa creates. And uh, and they just go to war with the Kotati. But all right, so the cool part, the, the, the best part about this book is basically they grab Magneto and he's like, ah, yes, I, I'm in the mood for a little fun. And he communicates through the cuckoos. The cuckoos like set up like a whole, a whole chain chain link of, of uh, communication throughout the island. And he's like, okay, I need magma and I need Iceman. So he tells magma to explode a volcano about 12 miles out. And she's kind of like, I don't really want to create an ecological disaster. No, Mag- he's like, it's fine. No, do it. No, Just other way around. Magneto's like, be careful. Oh, okay, she's like, yeah. I'll try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's that. That's what it she's is. Say that but this whole time is very, yeah, he's very calm and very just like, even like the banter between the like, other. He's like, which one are you? He's like, oh, you know, and, and she like, oh yeah, like, is this Esme or is like, this? We don't have time yeah. for that right now. It just like it's very matter of fact about the whole thing. I thought yeah. it was really cool. It's really good. And then and then so magma explodes the volcano and then he gets ice man he's like could you please freeze the magma that has risen I, to the, I, the the lava that has risen this line to is the, so good is, afterwards yeah but he's like <laughs> yeah he, so ice man's like yeah but it's going to be really fragile and he's like oh you mean fragile metal that breaks like glass it has sharp edges i wonder what i would do with that yeah it's like it's <laughs> so he turns an entire volcano's worth of lava into sharp into metal projectiles the fucking bullets <laughs> the swords they're all just like sharp little it's like amazing. swords and uh yeah it takes out an entire war he pretty fleet, much but kills <laughs> every single kotati just about but the one that the, the, the there's like Except one the like leader. war general yeah. that he doesn't kill and he's like kill <laughs> like this the, dog the, though the, <laughs> oh my god it's so good it's like like the, the the war general is just like so if it's a fight you're looking for then fight me and he's like i already did and it's this like wide shot of them just kind of standing silently on the battlefield he's like i already won and he's like like pregnant pause and then just a fucking satellite comes <laughs> out of the sky and then like the, the and this dude's like pretty beefy so he like like throws it off of him and then there's another satellite and another one and another one he just starts like blasting this dude with fucking meanwhile snow. everyone's <laughs> internet goes down well, oh these were all well, military satellites that they had already taken over some to of them, track shit yeah some great. of them were like known you know like satellites so basically he's talking to um oh i forget who it is now it's the the, the chick who huh i think it's mindy no, it's uh, it's Jade who, uh, well, he's talking to Mindy, but Jade was the one who was like, "Oh, we got oh, like yeah, nineteen yeah. satellites yeah, overhead yeah, yeah. or whatever." Oh, and he's right. like, he's like, he's like, tell tell Jade um, that you know, to get her to reimburse the nations that whose communication satellites we destroyed, and and then Mindy's like, "Oh, but what about the uh, all the top secret the military ones. satellites?" He's like, "Oh, you mean the ones we weren't supposed to know about? If they ask, we don't know." Yeah, what yeah the it's fuck like if, if they come amazing. asking for them, just be like, "We don't know what that is." It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. We were he, pretending not to know about all the military satellites pointed at us anyway, so let's keep pretending like they didn't exist. I just love that the <laughs> Kotati was doing his villain speech, and Magneto's like, I, first of all, I literally just killed everybody. <laughs> second of all, <laughs> I've already killed you. Second it's, of all, it's very you like. You can surrender and leave, and we'll be good. And then he does his freaking villain speech. He's like, all right, 
And that whole time Especially he's just standing he, there. He's, he's just he's, he's like satellite. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a shit what your problem is with humans, but not mutants. Yeah, You're you no. have to leave this place. I don't. You don't have to leave Earth. You just have to leave Krakoa. And he's like, No, we're killing all mammals. He's like, All right, you're all right. Well, dead. squish. It's very. <laughs> it's very like. Fist of the North Star. <laughs> like, you're all ready. It's just like the, the, the Monty Python foot just comes down. <laughs> yeah, oh, right, yeah, right. <laughs> but again and again. And, and again, yeah, over and, and over and just stomps it out. Yeah. And then like he, once that's all wrapped up, he's like, all right, let's let's go finish. Let's go to the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the fucking moon and kill them all. It's I just love how and then Exodus is basically just getting all of the kids to just start chanting Magneto. It's fucking great, dude. It's a little creepy, yep. but it's it's, it's great. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun issue. So I, I love, I I love action packed X Men like this, where where it is like you kind of have these game pieces on the table, and there's all of this like strategy on board of like, all right, what's the best power sets we can use to solve this problem? There's there's a really cool the one of the data pages is talking about um like how to use. Like, it's basically like, you know, now that we've created a utopia, maybe only 2% of the population are actually prepared for war. Like, their their war contingency is really shitty. Yeah. So they talk about... Um, Bishop sitting in battle colleges. Yeah, B- Bishop is creating, like, a military college, basically, that people can, like, sign up for to be the, like, National Guard of Krakoa. And that talks about, like, you know, the island readiness plan the mutant training plan the uh the archipelago like they're like with the you know the basically the evacuation procedures uh then there's also like an omega level mutant section that's just completely blacked out <laughs> except for one line that says like see below regarding enhanced techniques and then it's about enhanced combat techniques of like combining different people's is- like power sets to create new like war strategies and it says like um I've also attached the Magneto combinations to uh, to this file for council for the council to review, and this is before we see the way that Magneto combines everyone's well, you can just, powers together. I think the cool uh, thing with here, one, you can use Magneto with a lot of mutants, right? And then two, yeah. like it showed how important he is from like just a war general strategist yeah. type of person because it was oh that, totally that was the, the cool. It was all very deliberate very intentional like this was something that was planned and he's like this is what we're gonna do it was very like did you did you do that thing i told you okay let's do it let's go (laughs) good i'm glad that you listened yeah thank you it was really it was a cool uh look into that character for sure yeah you can you can very obviously tell that magneto is jonathan hickman's favorite mutant dude he makes which he has he has explicitly stated uh and it's obvious magneto's great though like it's he such is. it's he such is. an amazing power set, and there's so much you can do with it. Yeah, and, it used and like such the a cool the, way. the regal nature and the like, the not antihero, but the like you know the the complexity of him being this villain that you can very much see as a hero. And he knows know? how like, fucking great he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Kno- at yeah, all times, he knows. Like he single handedly def- pretty much was just like I've got this, and just I got fucking this, wrecked him. <laughs> it's amazing like the powers that he has like just from that it's like it's wild man and again the the just the confidence and skill to do it all is very cool yeah for sure absolutely yeah it was, it was good it was, thank you uh yeah i've been slacking on some x-men books so you know this was pretty <laughs> cool this is definitely worth reading 
So we did it, guys. That was last week's comics. Oh my god, we did it. Just in at the two Ooh. hour mark. <laughs> yeah, sorry. A lot of good books. We gotta talk yeah. about them. Yeah. It's yeah. We're too hype. It's uh, it's a good problem to have. So uh what's out this week, you guys? A lot. Um I see New Mutants, Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, yep. Strange Adventures, Die, Empire Six. Oh, finally. Cable four again. Whoa. Yep. Batman the Adventure continues. Um uh Black Widow number one by Kelly Thompson. Also finally. Yep. <laughs> sea of Stars is back. Firepower three. Uh a number one from Boom by Al Ewing. Will you oh. only find them when they're dead? Oh, that's top story for sure. Uh a Hellblazer number one. Oh yep. Other top story. That's the black label Hellblazer. Uh, Marvel Zombies number one. Uh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we just um, read that? Dreaming Waking Hours number two. Yeah, huh? right. It's it's. I feel like we did. Yeah. Uh, King of Nowhere, Coffin Bound, another number one from Dark Horse called Spy Island. I don't know much about it, but it's out there. But there's spies yeah, yeah. on an island. <laughs> Fucking. Hopefully, there's no billionaires. Uh, no, spies killed one. them all. <laughs> And it uh, looks like an image number one with Emma Kubert called Inkblot. Lonely Receiver oh. from Zach Thompson. That looks oh, great. That's another number one, right? Yep. Dude, there's a ton a of number story. ones. The Orville. <laughs> top yeah. story. Top story. Uh, I know it's a popular show, but the, everything's a top story. It looks story. like there's a the Orville comic is out from Dark Horse. That's a number one. I know that's pretty popular, so someone might want to pick that up. Yeah, lots of sex criminals, sexual Gary one shot. Cool, cool. It's a big week. Lots of number ones, lots of big weeks for stuff that we buy too. So should be a fun week next week. Yeah, I'm psyched. Well, all right. So uh, that's this week's books. Wow, we did it. Yeah, finally. <laughs> so uh, so make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. Uh, and consider supporting us uh, by going to duelinggenre.com/support/duelinggenre.com/support. Uh, and join our Patreon. Uh, there's a bunch of other awesome podcasts that you'd be supporting, and there's some pretty awesome Patreon-exclusive content that you'd be getting, and you'd be helping us out. Also, also we got merch. Uh, go to duelinggenre.com slash merch. Uh, it's go through um, T-Public, T- correct? Yes. Is, that- Is it T-Public or T-Fury? T-Public. Um, as of our recording this, uh, all dueling genre merch is 30% off. I don't know how I think long that's that lasts. Today, so, act now. so you missed it. Oh, oh. shit. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Go to the time it. machine. I, I hope Get you your got time it. machine. Get your cable arm. <laughs> but yeah, we, we have, um, if you like our logo, which we love our logo, uh, you. Uh, created created by uh, Adam's arch nemesis <laughs> Zach. So Zach it's Trout. okay. It's fine. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we, you you can get a you can get our logo on a whole bunch of cool shit like t shirts and mugs and, uh, masks, and masks that you masks. can wear to the yep. comic book store, so that Casey doesn't murder you. Uh, yeah. So uh, stock up on some cool stuff because we got it. You want it? Give us your money. Uh, that's kind of the way that works, right? Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, uh, support your local comic shop any way you can. Uh, get out there, get some comics, uh, take care of yourself, stay healthy, um, and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Shorefox. Bye.